you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Well, on a week where we saw another overtime game featuring a fourth-round rookie quarterback, we saw a running back forced into duty as an emergency quarterback, and Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, doing something he has never done. We get to welcome you to a Monday edition of Move the Sticks. Alongside our former NFL scout, Bucky Brooks, I am Brett Lewis, and uh, we are missing DJ today, but we'll get him back here later in the week. Um, Bucky, fantastic week four in the NFL. We get to uh, chop it all down now and break it up, uh, chop it up and break it down. So my biggest question, though, is with our first London game now in the books, we're going to get to the big three here in just a minute. With our first London game in the books and Harry Kane, right, in the house at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Ted Lasso, the like the entire cast of Ted Lasso there to watch the Vikings and Saints. How do we feel like a 61-yard double doink was received by the crowd there in London? 
off the foot of Will Lutz, right? Like that's the biggest question of this whole week. That is the biggest question because that was quite the remarkable reception that London did uh, for the National Football League. But we're not surprised because we've seen how the international flavor has been. Stars from all around come to check out these games. These games sell out in a hurry. And for the most part, like it was a very entertaining game when you think about the New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings and what transpired over the course of that 60-minute game. So, yeah, I think Ted Lasso and company were very (laughs) pleased, even though it ended up with a double doink uh, to get back to the game. He'd be happy with the little believe sign up there at the top of the locker room, the way that both of those teams really fought down the stretch. Let's kick that, kick it off uh, our big three here in this week four edition of Move the Sticks. Uh, we'll kick off with the London game, uh, Vikings and Saints. Uh, of course, we'll tell you all about the uh, London uh, experience coming back again uh, here in week five in just a little bit. So uh, let's figure this thing out here. Vikings and Saints, Justin Jefferson goes off. And with Marshawn Lattimore essentially Uh, the primary guy in coverage uh, most of the day against Justin Jefferson. He's still able to go off to the tune of 10 catches, 147 yards. And so many of those were well-placed, right? Like down the stretch, getting Greg Joseph in position for what would have been the, uh, what ended up being the go-ahead field goal. And this is after a couple of games where, you know, he didn't have that major impact like on week one. So, Bucky, your thoughts there from the Vikings' perspective, and then we'll get to the shorthand Saints side of things. Look, I, I think Kevin O'Connell already is showing his chops as a play caller. Uh, the last couple of weeks, Justin Jefferson had not gotten a lot of touches. Kevin O'Connell made a concerted effort to make sure that number 18 touched the ball early and often. And some of that was just a Justin Jefferson winning, but a lot of it was by design. Short motion, in the slot, squeeze and tight formations, crossing routes that really made it difficult for Marshawn Lattimore to work through the thicket of people to try and stay on top of Jefferson. So for me, a lot of this was game planning. Justin Jefferson is terrific, but give Kevin O'Connell a star for his efforts because he did a great job of making sure that his best player got primary touches in great positions on the field. And then, Bucky, you know, we have to obviously consider that the Saints were playing this game, you know, without Jameis Winston, their starting quarterback, without Alvin Kamara, without Michael Thomas, without Iandris Pete. And look, every team deals with injuries, but those are some pretty big ones to some primary pieces of your offensive attack. Yet Andy Dalton, I felt like for the most part, kind of led this offense very efficiently. Like you could make the argument, Bucky, that this was kind of the most consistent offensive effort by the Saints this season, which kind of makes me wonder, like, kind of slow play the Jameis Winston rehab situation and see what Andy Dalton can do for you. I don't know if they've gotten to that point just yet, but uh, something to consider down the stretch here. Um, you know, if, if Winston isn't 100%, you had Marquez Calloway, Jarvis Landry, and then Latavius Murray comes back to this team off the practice squad and uh, really uh, plays a nice role in their comeback effort. And um, look, I think you got to give him credit uh, at the very end of the game. You know, you hit Will Lutz, who hit the 60-yarder to tie things up. Uh, then they watched the Vikings uh, get down the field very quickly and take a, a three-point lead once again, only to have Lutz attempt the 61-yarder that goes off the upright and then the crossbar and out for the double doink. So, uh, Bucky, where do you stand on the Saints at this point? I think disappointment in where they're sitting right now, but they're still only a game out of first place in the NFC South. Well, that's the good thing. The good thing is the division hasn't run away from them. So they still got enough time to figure it out. And, Ray, you know, you've been around the league long enough to know that coaches take these things into quarters. So the first quarter of the season is to assess who you are, 
how you have to play based on what you have on your roster. It's one thing to speculate, hey, we're going to be able to play this way when you're in preseason and training camp. Well, now we got four games under our belt. You know exactly who your team is, and then you begin to make those adjustments to put your team in the best situation to flourish. It's interesting the comments that you make about Andy Dalton, uh, Jameis Winston. I know there's been that conversation uh, about Andy Dalton maybe being the starter down the line. I think Jameis Winston is the starter, but certainly it opened the door for Andy Dalton to kind of sneak in there if Jameis Winston falls is when he does return. Well, I think this this weekend really showed us this week in particular, again, the value of a capable backup or a capable backup backup in the Patriots uh, sense. We'll get to that game here in just a little while. But let's move on to game number two of our big three here from this week for Sunday. And that will take us uh, to Baltimore, where the Ravens and Bills locked up in a game that featured, you know, some inclement weather. And the Ravens jumping all over the Bills from the start. Josh Allen throws an interception on his second pass attempt, and the Ravens are off and running, building a 17-point lead, Bucky, which has kind of been the magic number for Josh Allen in his career. Never before had he led his team to come back and win in a game in which they were down by 17 points. 0-7 in those situations coming into this game, and they figured it out. 17-point comeback. Uh, end of the second half. They hadn't done that. They hadn't made up that kind of deficit since Ryan Fitzpatrick was taking snaps at quarterback for the Bills and did it in consecutive weeks, week two and three back in 2011. So um, again, this was a great battle between two great quarterbacks in Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar was really on again in the first half, thought he was a, got a little bit out of sync in the second half, which allowed the the Bills an opportunity to make that comeback. And then you got to get into some of the coaching situations. And we are going to get into the mechanics of that let them score situation right at the very end. But first, let me get your take on what kind of transpired to allow the Bills back into the game and kind of saw the Ravens get out of sync in the second half. Yeah, for the second time this season, we've seen the Baltimore Ravens squander a big lead. Uh, They did against the Miami Dolphins, had a 28-point quarter that they allowed to the Miami Dolphins to win that game. And then you come and you look up and you see that this team has a 17-point cushion, but they're not able to finish the deal. And so when I look at the Baltimore Ravens, there are a couple of things that stand out. Defensively, they're not getting it done when it comes to the stops. This is a team that has never necessarily invested in pass rushes, but they try and do it through scheme. But the schematics are not necessarily getting them home consistently. And then in the back end, the coverage still isn't meshing with what they want to do. And so maybe they can fix that part of it. But offensively, that's really where I'm worried. I'm worried because they run out to these fast starts, but then they kind of put the ball in the the freezer. And they're not able to finish the game. And so Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson, these other guys, they got to figure out a way to finish games. Can they go back and recycle some of those plays they used in the first half? Uh, What adjustments are they needing to make in the second half? It's a problem that they have to fix because you can't keep running out and scoring all your points in the first half, but not helping your defense out at all in the second half. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, the Bills find a way to get to Lamar a bit more and to pressure him into some Aaron throws in the second half. He'd been so good against the Blitz all season long and and was again in the first half. But then in the second half, I thought the Bills found a way to kind of manufacture some pressure to get Lamar uh, off off rhythm a bit, off his spots. And and that was, you know, one of the things that allowed the Ravens back into the good news for the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins is building right at a couple of touchdowns in the first half that helped them build their lead. And. You didn't see him, though, really at all in the fourth quarter as the rain started coming down. You just got to wonder if they were trying to take care of him a little bit, still coming back from that knee injury. But 
Good news is he was a much bigger part of the game plan, and I imagine will be as it continues, and, and especially once they get Ronnie Stanley at left tackle back in uh, to the lineup, was inactive again in this game. All right, let's go down to the very end. High ball, under two minutes to play. 1.50 to go, in fact, and the, the Bills have driven all the way down to the Ravens' 11-yard line. The Ravens have just one timeout. Okay, it's first and 10 from the 11. You do if you're John Harbaugh. You're like, all right, look, we're not going to be able to stop the clock uh, except for once, right? So now we're in a position where the Bills have an opportunity to kill clock, kick a field goal, and win the football game. So why don't we let them score? Which is what it was looking like they were all, everybody on defense was ready to do on that first down run and hand off to Devin Singletary, except for Adafe Owe, who at about the three-yard line comes screaming in and tackles Singletary, which then allows the Bills to run clock, get a first down right inside the one, and then eventually uh, take a couple of knees, run all the clock, and let Tyler Bass kick the game winner. So, Bucky, what goes into that message, right, from the sideline to the huddle to the execution of let's figure out a way to let them score so we can get the ball back uh, into the hands of our offense? The number one thing, it has to be clearly communicated to everybody that yes, you want to let yes. them score because it runs counter to the way that you're wired. You're wired right. to, hey, as long as we got to play, we have a chance. Run to the ball, finish at the ball, make tackles, do all the things to give yourself another opportunity to line up and play defense. And so when you're sending that kind of call in, it has to be really relayed so everyone understands. We want them to score so we can get the ball back. Like, hey, let them get in, help them get into the end zone so we can get the ball back. But time is our enemy. We don't want them to eat up the time because it won't help us bring ourselves back to have a maybe an overtime situation if right. we're able to get the ball down the field. So it's one of those things Oway has to listen, has to understand, and the coaches may need to go through that in practice before you get to game yeah. day. Maybe you need to go through those mechanics sometime in the week of practice during preseason so that your guys know exactly what you want when you say, hey, hit the dirt. Yeah, it felt like a messaging issue there because Marcus Peters – was livid. I don't know. You saw that at the end of the game uh, on your way back for Phil. I mean, like he was abs. He was not having it. I mean, and was letting Harbaugh have it. Screaming the sideline was a. It was a whole theatrical issue there. But you get it. He's an emotional player. He wants to win. He wants the opportunity to win. And uh, clearly, uh, with one guy not getting the message, that was very frustrating. Uh, all right, let's move our message on here to game number three of the big three. And that will take us back to the site of Super Bowl 55, where we had a rematch in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, where the Bucks were hosting the Chiefs. So let's think about this, right? Chiefs had a loss last week where they didn't play particularly well in the offensive line. Patrick Mahomes was hanging on to the football quite a bit. Man, did that script really flip here, Bucky, in this game, especially with a heightened sense of awareness of where you are and who you were playing and what it was like the last time you got together, right? Where, you know, the Bucks pressured Patrick Mahomes 40% of the time. He was a little banged up with the toe in that Super Bowl uh, victory in which the Bucks won 31 to 9. And, and then in this one, now you've got a completely revamped offensive line from two year, from the matchup two years ago. And the short passing game, Bucky, for Patrick Mahomes was un. Stoppable. He was 19 of 24, three touchdowns, over 150 yards on passes that traveled less than 10 yards in the air. Travis Kelsey was a menace. And then a healthy Mahomes. I mean, he was the magician getting out of sacks and getting the ball off and keeping plays alive. I mean, when he is on like that, that is difficult to stop. 
Yeah, this is the version of Pat Mahomes that I think the league should be scared about. It's the version that I anticipated maybe coming when you take Tyreek Hill out of the equation. When you remove Tyreek Hill from this offense, what it forces the offense to do is to play half-court basketball. Pat Mahomes had always struggled playing half-court basketball because he likes to get on the fast break, likes to throw the big ball down the field, have those things. But if he can ever love to play connect-the-dots football, much like Drew Brees and Tom Brady were able to do later in their careers, this would make him a very dangerous and maybe an unstoppable force from the pocket. And what we're seeing is he's evolving into that kind of player. And so, yeah, you have Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and some of the other players that they have on the perimeter. But as Andy Reid is reshaping this offense to be a little more dink and dunk, a little more move the chains consistently as opposed to play for the big play, it is enabling this young quarterback to utilize different weapons, different parts of his game, uh, go to different tools in the arsenal. And as he gets that, that's when he becomes a scary figure because now what are you going to do? Take away the D ball? Cool. I'll carve you up on short stuff. Carve you up on short stuff. Now you open up the D ball. It really makes him a very, very tough defend. I think defensive coordinators do not like seeing this version of Pat Mahomes show up. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it was just it, every time they needed a completion, aside from a bad interception late in the game that kind of gave the Bucks a little bit of life. Um, I mean, they were just picking the Bucks apart. And look, let's think about this in the perspective that this is one of the best defenses in football in Tampa. In fact, Patrick Mahomes ahead of the game, if you were listening to the broadcast, told Melissa Stark he believes that this is the best defense in all of football. And they go out and put 41 on them, 41 to 31 win uh, for the for the Chiefs. But it never felt that close, right? This was this felt like a three score game almost the entire time, uh, as the Bucks were constantly fighting from behind, really from the jump after that very first turnover that allowed the Chiefs to score right away uh, with Travis Kelsey. So from a Bucks perspective. You get the offensive primary pieces back. Mike Evans, uh, his impact, obviously huge couple of touchdowns. Godwin uh, was back, was a little banged up. Julio Jones, I think, is just kind of kind of be in some constant state of being less than 100 um, percent. Are you a, are you a little bit more concerned about where Tampa is offensively or where they are defensively now after getting lit up by the Chiefs? I'm really worried about where they are offensively. Defensively, mm -hmm. they'll have those games. The Kansas City Chiefs can explode on anybody. So I'm not necessarily surprised to see them go over 40. But offensively, I thought this would be year two of Tom Brady. Tom Brady with Byron Leftwich. They'll figure out a way to get the offense up and going. They'll do it without Bruce Arians in there, maybe as Bruce Arians was meddling. So now I'm like, oh, that's all on TB12. We're going to see it become, you know, the high-flying offense that we saw sometimes in New England. Hasn't been that. And I believe the reason it hasn't been that is because the pieces of the puzzle don't necessarily fit like they fit in New Orleans. I mean, like they fit in New England. You're talking about bigger receivers, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, not necessarily the quick in and out of the breaks. And so some of the spread and shred stuff that he did so comfortably and so easily in New England, you can't necessarily do in Tampa because these pass catchers are great in their own right, but they're just not great in running that old previous system. Yeah. And, you know, the the rush, the, the inability to run the football in this game was glaring. Now you get it. They're down early. They're down big in some cases in the first half and even into the second half. So they, they basically just abandoned it. And had just six carries uh, ended up with three rushing yards as a team in this game, which is the second fewest rushing yard total in franchise history for the Bucs. Um, but I think, you know, when you understand 
where you have to go to get this win, it was clear that the run game was not going to get it done. And it wasn't very effective when they did end up handing it off, albeit however few times that was. So um, something that they would like to be a little bit more proficient at moving forward, I would certainly expect uh, for this Tampa Bay Bucks team. You don't want Tom Brady throwing it 60 times a game. All right, let's move on here. When we come back and take a quick break and we can't do the Elite Eight without DJ. So instead of the Elite Eight, when we come back, take a look at some statement type games from week number four and maybe some teams or players that made statements within those games looking at you Geno Smith looking at you maybe Bailey Zappi that's all coming up here on move the stick you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. All right, NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans starting at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. 
And Bucky, look, at, with DJ out, we're going to hold off on the Elite Eight this week and look at some statement games from week four instead and some statements made by teams and players within those games. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks and Lions from Detroit. And I think just one of the obvious statements that we've kind of noticed during the Dan Campbell tenure is the Lions refuse to go away quietly. I don't care how much they're down. You cannot let up on that team. And the Lions fought till the bitter end in this one. 48-45, 93 points total scored. Highest scoring game of the season thus far by far. Uh, so, Bucky, as you look at the Seahawks win here, what stands out to you in terms of a statement made? Oh, Gino. Gino, 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 Gino. Gino Smith is everything that the Seattle Seahawks have wanted in a franchise quarterback, evidently. Uh, Gino Smith is playing lights out. Look, he leads the National Football League in completion percentage. The rate is 77.3. That is bananas to think about Gino Smith being a journeyman player to play at that high level. Passer rating is at 108. And the most important part is he has been a terrific manager within this offense. And as Pete Carroll wants to rebuild this version of the Seahawks, he wants to kind of go back in time, run the ball, play action, quarterback takes care of it. The defense eventually steps up and gets some stops. You're looking at the Seattle Seahawks right now at two and two. I think they are very pleased with the work that they're getting from Geno Smith. He's exceeded expectations as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the offense just works right now with him running the show. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to the run game, too, for that. Rashad Penny was huge down the stretch in this game. It was kind of limited in terms of production from the ground through the first couple of quarters. And then, man, in the in the second half, those two explosive play rushing touchdowns just kept putting the Lions at bay, just kept like keeping them within arm's distance of coming away with the with the win in this game. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, I mentioned at the top there with the Lions and their comeback um, and their ability to kind of stay in games. A lot of credit to that team for that because they were without Amon Ross St. Brown, their best their best receiver. DJ Chark was out as well. DeAndre Swift was out. Yeah, you saw Jam- Jamal Williams step up. But I think the biggest thing that you can take away as a positive is they found a way to utilize TJ Hawkinson. You know, as a top 10 pick and a tight end a couple of years ago, like you just you were waiting. Like, when are we going to get the, the big game consistently from Hawk? He's had some big ones in his career, but just not on a consistent basis. He goes eight catches, 179, and two touchdowns. I think that's a statement made for the Lions to say, hey, we've got quite a few targets here. We've got f- quite a few different ways to beat you when we were at full strength. So between that two-headed monster in the backfield with Swift and Williams and then with St. Brown from the wide-out spot and now Hawkinson getting into the action in the pass game, I think the Lions have a real opportunity to continue to put points on the board on a consistent basis. So that was uh, just a couple of statements from that game, which was a ton of fun to watch, especially down the stretch. Let's move on to the game that you were at here, Bucky. The Jags and Eagles. Man, the Doug Peterson return game, the reunion there as a former Eagles coach led them to a Super Bowl, obviously, and now coaching the Jags. He had his Jaguars off to a 14-0 start to this game, Bucky. And I was thinking, all right, Buck's going to come in here happy in the morning off the broadcast and ready to (laughs) rock and roll. But, man, the Eagles just proved that they are too much to handle. Yeah, too much to handle. And this is what I'll say, having watched it uh, from a field level view. The Eagles are legit. Uh, They might be the best team in football because when you watch them play, they don't have any glaring weaknesses. Offensively and defensively, they play the right way. Offensively, they can run the football. They play with power. They're physical at the point of attack. Their offensive line has the ability to really own the line of scrimmage. And with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, 
it makes you defend all 11 guys on the field. That allows Miles Sanders to be able to go nuts. Uh, he had a 100-yard day. And then two guys on the outside, man, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. It just makes it really, really hard to defend this team offensively. And then Jonathan Gannon has the defense going. Yeah, the Jaguars jumped out to him. The Eagles never panicked. They walked them down by playing the way they always play, stuck to the running game. And if you have that kind of patience and discipline with the running game, man, it's going to give you a chance to kind of be around even when things get tough for you later in the year. One of the statements that kind of stands out uh, from the stat sheet is the turnover margin, right? The five turnovers from the Jaguars, all in some way, shape, or form um, with Trevor Lawrence handling the football, the one interception and the four fumbles. And obviously the last one is just, you know, brutal. Jags get a chance to kind of go down there and make one last stand. And then right away, he gets strip sacked by Hassan Reddick, who was a menace in this game. Um, Where do we stand on some of those turnovers and what was kind of going on with that part of the game for the Jags? Yeah, it's the first time that the Jaguars have had to deal with inclement conditions. Uh, it was wet. It was miserable. It was windy. It was cold. It was it was so different than the environment that they played on. And so um, it took a while for their guys to adjust, not only Trevor Lawrence, but some of the playmakers, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones. Everyone sure. was struggling, trying to get a feel for the ball. But that's not an excuse. In these games, you have an opportunity to seize the game. It was 14-0. You had an opportunity to maybe go up 17-0. Trevor Lawrence fumbles on the fourth down, turnover on downs, it goes over. Jalen Hurst leads them back, and then you're back in a dogfight. And so I talked to some of the Jags guys afterwards. Um, there wasn't necessarily solace in the moral victory, but there was a lot of like, hey, we're good enough to beat these teams. Now we just have to make sure that we don't mess it up for ourselves to allow us to win the game in the end. Yeah, uh, it's really kind of an interesting game. I mean, that Eagles run game, there's just – there's so, they have again so many different ways they can attack you uh, really on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think you're right. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are sitting here, you know, after week 4 at least as the best team in football and the only undefeated team in the National Football League heading into week 5. All right, let's move on here another statement game um you know from a couple of different perspectives I think up at Lambeau Field. You had the New England Patriots on the road taking on the Packers without Mac Jones. So Brian Hoyer gets the start for New England, but does not last long. And this will go into one. This will eventually tie into one of the statements from this game. Rashawn Gary comes free and levels Hoyer. He leaves with a head injury, would not return. So in comes the rookie fourth round pick from Western Kentucky, Bailey Zappi. Third string quarterback for the Patriots left to play the entire game. But Rashawn Gary wasn't done being a menace in this game. Had another uh, sack on Zappi. And this dude, here's my statement on that. Rashawn Gary is is becoming, if you know, is already one of the best edge rushers in the game. Like top five. Um, he has had that much of an impact for the Green Bay Packers. So much so where you're like, Zadarius Smith, you don't miss really at all. Um, you know, considering how productive he was in his first year coming over from the Ravens. And now you're like, Rashawn Gary is just an absolute stud coming off the edge. Um, but the statement, Bucky, that I thought we we might be on our way towards was Bailey Zappi outshines Aaron Rodgers. The role's kind of reversed there at the end. I, look, Bailey Zaffy did a great job stepping in. And here's why you always want your young players to be prepared. You never know. You're one snap away from having to go into the game. And so for Bailey Zappi to be prepared, to be 10 for 15, 99 yards and a touchdown, to show the composure that he displayed in a very, very tough environment, hats off to him. Hats off to the Patriots for getting their guys ready to play. That said, when I'm looking at the Green Bay Packers team, you're talking about Rashawn Gary. I believe this defense and the way that they have to play right now makes them a scarier team to deal with in the postseason. 
Yes, the offense is a little more pedestrian, but everyone knows they, they have to raise their own level of games, their own level of performance to give this team a chance to win. So I think you're seeing Rashawn Gary play out of control. You're seeing some other members of the defense play at the best level that we've seen them play since they entered their career. Everyone on defense understands how they got to ratchet it up to carry this team. So when that part ratchets it up, then that offense is going to be about physicality and toughness. And that is going to give them a chance to go far because that is the mold of the old Green Bay Packers back in the Lombardi days. Run it, play defense, give yourself a chance to win. Well, that's the thing, right? It's it's on the offensive side of the ball, too, that it feels like they are maybe a more formidable out once getting to the postseason when you have those aspects of the game uh, clicking the way they are now. I mean, they rushed for almost 200 yards, 199 on the day. Aaron Jones leading the way with over 100. A.J. Dillon not far behind, and he kind of helped really put a exclamation point on that win on that final drive in overtime leading to the Mason Crosby game-winning field goal, 23 or 27-24 win. Uh, for the Packers. So um, I, I feel like you're right. I mean, like for the for the last three years, we've been talking about, you know, Rodgers to Devontae Adams, 13 wins each of the last three years. You know, one of the best regular season teams in football. Then you get to the postseason and it just has not that hasn't been able to be replicated. Right. Leading the Packers into the, the place where they ultimately want to be, which is playing in the Super Bowl, um, which they, they have not been able to do, despite being one of the best regular season teams in football the last three years. So maybe this gives them an opportunity to have a more, a better approach and a better opportunity uh, to get further once we get to the postseason. All right. And you are going to see the Green Bay Packers in week five from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as the Packers, I believe, the last team. To get across the pond and play in London in a regular season game, Packers versus Giants live on NFL Network Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. NFL game day kickoff will get you ready, but another great week in London for the international series here after watching the Vikings beat the Saints in the first international game this past week. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our standout rookies and favorite performances of week four right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot it's that time of the program where we get to our favorite rookie performances our standout rookies from week four obviously with one game left to go uh still tonight but from what we've seen thus far uh here in week four bucky um i'm gonna tell you i think for the first time in the history of a segment like this i am going to choose a player who threw three interceptions as the standout rookie (laughs) okay and in wow. fact, it surprised. Yeah, it surprised me. Um, you know, afterwards looking at this because it did not feel like Kenny Pickett, who is my standout rookie, getting his first action in the NFL, uh, subbing in for Mitchell Trubisky, who was replaced in this game uh, against the Jets. That that Kenny threw three picks because the the energy was so different when he took the field in the stadium, within the offense, within that team. He had a couple of rushing touchdowns in this game. was 10 of 13, 120 yards. The three picks were the only incompletions he threw, the only non-completions, I should say. And I thought he had some really good throws. The offense moved the ball way better when he was in there than when Mitch Trubisky was in there. It felt more dynamic. Uh, It gave the team a huge boost. And I went back and watched the three interceptions. Uh, The one, you just take off the ledger immediately because it was a Hail Mary at the end of the game. You know, I don't... I don't prefer to count those type of interceptions for quarterbacks, even though they do they do go in the eventual stat sheet. But then you had the the first two were tip ball interceptions. Um, and one of them, I, I think both of them, you'd probably see Kenny go in a different direction, um, you know, or different, you know, look for a different decision to make in those situations. It was a deep ball to chase Claypool that kind of went off his hands and into the hands of a Seahawks defender. The last one is the one that really hurt under four minutes to go. He's under pressure. He's trying to get it at Pat Fryermuth, which he, which he does. It's like a out of frame type of catch where, where Fryermuth goes up to get it, bounces off his hands, and then into the hands of a Jets defender, allowed them to come back and win that game. Uh, look, great for the Jets, unfortunate for the Steelers. But if I'm Pittsburgh, Bucky, is this Kenny Pickett's show from here on out? Yeah, look, I think that was a debate uh, that many of us had and to decide that the viewpoint that we had watching these two guys play in the preseason, it was very apparent that the offense moved differently when Kenny Pickett was at the helm. And so you sure. thought he would be the choice. Mike Tomlin wanted to go with a veteran, wanted to give him an opportunity. Look, won't stay true to his word with Mr. Trubisky, but the offense wasn't moving. So now you got the rookie in the game. And what you're trying to do is teach the rookie how to push the envelope while also staying within the box and the parameters of how you want the game managed and those things. Kenny Pickett is a bit of a gunslinger, but he, man, he has so much confidence, so much poise, so much 
that other stuff that you can see why guys yeah. gravitate to him and view him as the QB1. So now he has an opportunity. I think if anybody has to step up, I think the defense has to step up knowing that, hey, we're starting a rookie quarterback. It's not going to be all smooth sailing. We got to make sure that we keep the score down so when we do get hot, we can go up in front and take the lead. Yep. And then who's your rookie standout? You know, Jack Jones. They call him Jack Jack out here. Uh, Long Beach Poly, Jack Rabbit. Jack Jones, who played at uh, USC then Arizona State, has jumped right in for the Patriots and been a solid contributor uh, against the Packers. Had an interception, had a forced fumble, uh, did a great job of making plays on the perimeter. And those who have watched him since his time in high school, he's always been a playmaker. But now he's playing with the discipline, which allows his instincts and awareness to really show up. Good player. Man, the Patriots have found another one. They find ways to get corners. Jack-Jack appears to be another mid-to-late corner that's going to play and play for them for a long time. Yeah, a guy that's kind of overcome some you know adverse situations in his college career. We saw him uh, at the East-West Shrine Bowl. And, uh, you know, again, a guy that's a, a definite playmaker and now playing within the discipline of that Patriots organization, I think, has really served him well and uh, clearly uh, showcasing that playmaking ability. Let's move on to our week four favorite performances overall. And for me, I'll start it off and, and I won't, this won't take long because we hit it at the top with Justin Jefferson. But I think it's impossible to leave him off uh, a list like this from week four, even though he didn't get into the uh, in, even though he didn't get into the end zone in the past game, had a rushing touchdown like. He did it against a formidable corner in Marshawn Lattimore, one of the best in the game. And he did it to the tune of 10 catches, 147 yards, and then had the rushing touchdown. So he did it when his team needed it the most at the very end, too, like to get down in a field goal range for what was the go-ahead field goal. Um, and, and Jefferson, you know, remember, kind of made some waves earlier in the uh, offseason talking about how, you know, he feels like his goal is to make is to become the best wide receiver in football this year. Well, I think he's on his way. Uh, Adam Thielen even you know, mentioned after the game, he's like, I don't think there's any way you can deny that he is definitely in that realm here at this point. Just unguardable at times. I mean, like they tried all sorts of different things to slow him down, off coverage, press coverage, and it just he beat it. And he found ways to beat it all. And Jefferson is just so smooth, um, just a, a real tough cover. So there you go. He's one of my favorite favorite performances. Bucky, who you got? Oh, man, like I love that. And I love that you're sticking out wide. I'm going to go, how about Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks? And one of the reasons why Rashad Penny deserves recognition is this Seahawks team is still trying to find their identity, kind of that back to the future approach, running the ball early and often. Rashad Penny, big back, running behind those big old pads, running between the tackles, finishing with violence, setting the table for how the Seattle Seahawks want to play. Now, I could have just as easily said, hey, Gino, I'm going to give you some luck because you had 320 yards to go with his 150. But you know it always starts with the ground game. It's about being physical. It's about finding the creases. And then when you have an opportunity to finish it off the right way, Rashad Penny is finishing, dropping a hammer on folks at the end of runs. It's one of the reasons why the Seattle Seahawks are optimistic about their chances of climbing back into the division race. Yeah, I think that they've definitely got that opportunity. When you got both of those things rolling, when you get the run game able to kind of in a way, finish out games and close that close out opponents the way that they did against the Lions, even though the Lions never quite went away. You just kept them at arm's length with those big Rashad Penny runs. And then Gino is absolutely slinging it very efficiently uh, so far this season. OK, my next uh, performance is Josh Jacobs, which I don't feel like we have considered Josh Jacobs on a list like this in quite some time. Uh, and there was even question this offseason whether he would be the feature back anymore. 
in Las Vegas, right? They drafted Samir White, who did have a big play in this game as well, by the way. Uh, but Josh Jacobs, I, this was as good as I have seen him run uh, in quite a while. Uh, 28 carries, 144 yards, pair of rushing touchdowns, also caught five balls. I mean, at 175 total yards from scrimmage in this game. And I mean, spin moves, I mean, making moves inside the, you're just seeing it right there. That was one of them uh, in the hole, breaking tackles. Josh McDaniels was speaking very glowingly about Jacobs's performance in this game and helped them get their first win, Buck. Yeah, it did help them get their first win. And I'll be honest with you, what took so long? What took so long for the Raiders to find this formula? This is the formula and recipe that I thought Josh McDaniels was going to bring from the Patriots. Power running sets to go with some of the spread stuff. Make sure you take care of the backs. But when you get to the latter part of the year, when you got to run it, when everyone knows you got to run it, man, play big boy football, which is what they did, had a lot of success. Another team that's playing big boy football when it comes to the running game, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's why Miles Sanders is my standout performer that I want to make sure I I give love to. Miles Sanders just running like a madman through the heart of a Jaguars defense that led the league in rushing defense prior to this game. The Philadelphia Eagles put up 200-plus rushing yards. Miles Sanders had 134 on 27 carries, two tubs, did a great job of just getting to the edges, getting downhill, making plays. And when you're watching this team with Jalen Hurts, who's a masterful magician when it comes to ball handling, it's a problem. This offense is unique. It's creative. It's fun. It's kind of like the Ravens offense, but with a little more sex appeal. That's a scary thought when you think about all the games the Ravens have won on Lamar Jackson and what the Philadelphia Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders making contributions in the running game. Yeah, no question. And just a couple of quick notes uh, that have kind of come across uh, the wire here today uh, in the running back landscape. Cordero Patterson is going to go on injured reserve for the Atlanta Falcons. Going to have a knee procedure done. Arthur Smith making that announcement. And then Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport uh, telling us some really unfortunate news for the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams torn ACL, LCL and some other additional damage. He is obviously done for the season. Going to be a long road back for Javante Williams. Uh, in Denver. So that it, that's really unfortunate now, um, you know, especially with the way that they have started this season on offense. So keep our eye on how those two teams uh, try to regroup uh, following those injuries. And also I uh, want to remind you um, that there's some people suffering in uh, Southwest Florida right now. The NFL family has come together to support Hurricane Ian recovery efforts in Florida Visit NFL.com slash auction to bid on authentic and game-worn items to support the Red Cross's Hurricane Ian relief efforts. You can also visit www.redcross.org slash NFL or text the word Ian to 90999 and you can make a $10 donation uh, that way and help those in need. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll keep the run game theme moving with a discussion on a team who had a dominant rushing performance this week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's com. And Bucky, um, the line of scrimmage was won by the New York Giants in their way to their third win of the season over the Chicago Bears. Over 200 team rushing yards, 262 total, led by Saquon Barkley's 146-yard effort. Uh, you had both your quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor, when Daniel Jones had to go out, both averaging over 10 yards a pop as well. They contributed 98 on the ground together. Um, but this game even saw Saquon Barkley having to step in and take some emergency snaps as a Wildcat quarterback because both Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor were out at one point in this game. I think there is a chance that uh, Daniel Jones is going to be available for the Giants as they travel to London this week to take on the Packers. But, man, it, Brian Dable is figuring out a way to win football games, and it's by handing the ball to a rejuvenated Saquon Barkley. Yeah, look, man, that's what great coaches do. Great coaches figure it out. They take what they have and figure out the best way to play with the pieces that were available. Both quarterbacks go out. So what they do, they go wildcat, direct snap into Saquon Barkley, and he finishes the game. And then Saquon Barkley, who, look, he's faced a lot of criticism. You know, the injuries and those things after a great rookie season, people wondered, would he ever be that back again? Well, yeah, he's back. 146 uh, scrimmage yards, being able to really just show the physicality and toughness to go with the explosive breakaway ability that he's always had. But I think one thing that he's doing under Brian Dayball, he's been a little more consistent in terms of avoiding the negative runs. We used to see him. He was more like Barry Sanders, lose a couple, gain a couple, lose a couple, didn't have the big one. Now he's kind of shown the ability to be a grinder, picking up the dirty yards. If the New York Giants can continue to get this kind of work from Saquon Barkley, they're not the most talented team, 
But boy, they could be a thorn in your side as a team that can run it and play great defense. That is one of those teams that can always kind of trip you up in the end when you're trying to make that run to the postseason near the end of the year. No doubt. All right, that's going to do it for our NFL takeaways following this week four Sunday. Looking ahead to Monday Night Football, we got an NFC ma- NFC West matchup tonight between the Rams and the Niners. I know you guys will get to that uh, throughout the rest of the week when DJ returns. Um, but let's get into some college football takeaways. And it turns out that uh, we're both had our eyes fixed on one of the most impactful games when all said when all uh, was said and done of this college football season. And that was Illinois and Wisconsin. He had the return of Brett Bielema going back to Wisconsin as the head coach of Illinois. And then he ends up, you know, by a dominant effort, beating Wisconsin in Madison, forcing the ouster of the guy who was his replacement at Wisconsin in Paul Chris. Like the symmetry of this whole thing is like mind boggling. Um, Before we get to that, because I know you're going to talk about it. Let me get to um, my takeaway from this game and from this college football week is that defensive coordinator for Illinois, Ryan Walters is if he's not already, uh, going to be one of the hottest power five coaching candidates out there. Uh, let me just give you a couple of notes on what his defense did against one of the toughest rushing attacks in all of college football. Um, they allowed two rushing yards two at a pair of interceptions in the third quarter. They allowed 10 yards total zero completions allowed in the passing game, zero first downs allowed. And they held Wisconsin to just four, four uh, third down conversions in the entire game. Um, Ryan Walters also engineered a, a three-point effort against Virginia and one of the best quarterbacks in college football, Brennan Armstrong. They shut out the UT mocks, uh, UT Chattanooga mocks a week ago and now go into Madison and shut down the Wisconsin Badgers attack. Um, he's going to be a head coach here really soon. And that kind of gets us to the point that I know you're going to make about Wisconsin and a little bit of a fall from grace here for Paul Crist. Yeah, really surprising. Now, I want to give uh, credit to Brett Bilma. The job he's done in Illinois very quickly after a little bit of the controversy is surprising. Like, Illinois is up. They're playing big boy football. They're physical. And I will say this about Brett Bilma. He knows how to win in the Big Ten. And so he's back in his comfort zone, and he's doing what he's always done. Uh, to me, Wisconsin, I'm kind of baffled that Paul Chris was let go because when I look at the Wisconsin Badgers program, they have always been the team that is right on the verge of competing for the title. Look, man, it's hard to compete with Ohio State and Penn State and some of those other teams that are at the top, but they've been right there. They've been able to go to Rose Bowls and win a ton of games under him. And yeah, I understood they were backsliding a little bit, but last year they won nine games. And so for him to be let go, I just wonder what is really going on. And I like Jim Leonard. I think Jim Leonard has the opportunity to be a great head coach. And I think maybe he's next in line but man, to get rid of a coach who is very, very successful at his alma mater, I just think Paul Chris deserved better. Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm halfway surprised they didn't just say, "All right, Jim Leonard is the next head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers." I mean, I know he's got the interim title, but like he has established himself as one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football as well. Um, I mean, I know he's been talked about as uh, a candidate for the Nebraska job. So if I'm Wisconsin, I'm like, I feel like I got the next guy sitting right here. Let's go get Jim Leonard. Let's see him put a more dynamic twist on just how this program is maybe perceived and how they operate moving forward. Because that was one of the things that just felt Wisconsin felt a little stagnant, even though, you know, it's hard to get tired winning nine, 10 games a year, which is what it's felt like Paul Christ has done the entire year. It's so funny because like it's funny that they get uh, tired. They wanted more sizzle because I felt like the beauty in Wisconsin 
I felt like they were one of the few Simplicity. football programs yeah. who knew exactly what they were. I mean, going back to the Barry Alvarez days, you knew exactly what you were dealing with when Wisconsin played. Big physical team, offensive line, they're going to run it at you. They're always going to have a back or two that can come downhill. Uh, I think their creativity was in the way they dominated you up front in the ground game. And they also did a good job of producing pros. And so we'll see um, if it's different. Uh, I just certainly hope they stick to the recipe that has been very, very successful for this team over the last 30 years. You know, and it does it does feel a little bit similar to me. Um, like think back to the Frank Solich days at Nebraska, right? When he was winning yes. nine and 10 games a year and they let him go. And, and man, would they have killed for that kind of production over the course of the last decade is that, t- that program uh, this past week, notwithstanding, uh, has taken a real downturn. So um, and looking for a new head coach of their own. All right, that's going to do it for us here in this uh, week four edition of our Monday Move the Sticks. A reminder to check out all of our content on YouTube and back for another couple episodes later this week as DJ steps back into the chair. But, Bucky, uh, fun hanging out with you today, my friend. Uh, Always great to be with you and look forward to joining you guys again next Monday. Thanks for being with us here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.